gentlemen, welcome to uh, meeting five for Trinkler and Pencil. Um, shall we start with agenda item 86? Apologies for absence. Yeah, we've got apologies for Councillor Michelle Parker and Francis. Thank you. Um, can I just remind everybody that this meeting is being audio recorded? And if you could speak up when you are speaking, councillors and members of the public, just to make sure that people can hear you and it is properly recorded. Thank you. Um, agenda item 87, declarations of interest. We start with Councillor Reynolds. Uh, no declarations of interest. Uh, London Road Allotments, uh, Stroke Club, uh, Ineos, and um, there was another one, wasn't there? More than many. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, personal interest in Parkway, the Red Lion, and due to 941B, uh, pers uh, interest in fracking. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. Um, personal interest in Parkway. I don't think there's anything else on the okay, agenda, thanks. but I reserve the right to. Uh, Declare that interest should occur. Yeah. Nothing for me. Yes, sure. Are you sure? Uh, Frodenmead Association. Councillor Martin. Nothing. Councillor Jones. Uh, not a bit, no. Okay, fine. Chair, on the point of order. On the last minute, um, you missed uh, Councillor Mark Neal. He's on uh, the fracking and incident down here in the middle. On these That's minutes. a declaration of interest to me. Yes, please. <coughs> right, and minutes of meeting for 24th of <coughs> July to approve the sign as a true record. Yes, I move. All those happy with them? Uh, Agenda item 90, the police station consultation. And this is the uh, first. Oh, sorry. Uh, we've got Mike Evans first to talk to us about police station consultation. So, Chief Inspector Evans, would you like to come join us at the table and talk? Okay. Um, thanks for those of you who have met for Mike Evans and the Chester Local Police Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> okay, down there now. <laughs> Um, so I've come this evening on behalf of the constabulary. Uh, I'm sure you may all be aware of seeing the leaflets and the posters in the area that we are looking to proposing to relocate the Frodham Police Station to the fire station nearby on Ship Street. Uh, the offering to the public won't change as part of that. Um, it's part of our collaboration with Cheshire Fire and Rescue. Um, the station is only currently used um, as a drop-in basis for the likes of Neil. We'll go in there um, and the police officers uh, will have the refreshments there, do the paperwork there um, and respond from there and it's got a help desk. All of that will be retained by us moving to the fire station. Uh, there has been a month-long consultation to the public which has been uh, both paper, email and um, website online which has uh, had responses but it was a request from Hazel that I came this evening to see if there was any other consultation that people wanted to feed back uh, for us. The, the deadline officially is today but it's been extended 24 hours in case there was anything anybody wanted to feed back into for us to take away. 
Can I just ask, do you know if there was um, a leaflet dropped to every household in Frodham? There wasn't a leaflet dropped to every household. Can I, through the chair, uh, thank the PCC's <coughs> office, because twice now we've had the PCC and their department um, on the market at Frodham, and they had a heavy turnout on both occasions. And to thank him for the invitation he gave to the councillors to meet him privately, if they so wished. Um, I think the consultation that was done on the markets uh, was very successful, and there was a lot of people that stopped. Um, and there wasn't people just from Frodham. There's people from our neighbours as well who um, had their opinion. So I'd like to bring back to the BCC's office our uh, thanks for letting us have this uh, quite wide, extensive uh, consultation. Okay, I've recorded that, thank you. Do, do any councillors have any questions for Michael Adams? Um, through the oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so what will happen to the, uh, the actual station when it's sold? What will happen to the funds raised? Um, any funds that are raised for the disposal of it would go back into the Cheshire Estate strategy. Right, okay. Um, I just think with, you know, it's a fraudulent asset currently, um, that any funds raised I think would be best served by putting into a CCTV system um, around fraudulent. Uh, I say that because we've had quite a few, several incidents around fraudulent regarding burglaries and antisocial behaviour. Um, I just feel that, you know, would be best served with such a scheme. Okay. Can I just point out, we have got CCTV first down yeah. on the No, agenda. no, but I'm just raising that. Okay. Yeah, through the chair, it reinforced what Councillor Jones says, that I would like to see, um, you know, a good proportion mm. of the money staying within Frodium, and I think yeah. the CCTV is a very topical thing at the moment, um, you know, if that's possible. Um, personally, I, I've had experience of combined premises with Point and Fire Station where, as you're aware, all three services and also with Merseyside where the ambulance service share facilities at uh, some fire stations. So personally I think it's a very good idea. Uh, anything that you know re retains the station, uh, fire station in Prosjum is, is a good idea uh, and I think the closer working relationship between the police uh, and, and the fire service is part of policy anyway but I think it's a very good idea when people know people you know uh, on first name terms etc you know it's it's very 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 good uh, at incidents so I, I personally think uh, it's a very good idea. I attended the fire station open day on Saturday and again talking to the staff there um, the ones I spoke to also support the, uh, seem to support the project as well you know. Thank you. Through the chair, I'd just like to make it clear, it is Frodsham uh, Police Station, but it is an asset of the Police um, Crime Commission as estates. So we don't really have a call on the money that's raised no. from it, because it's an estate property, not a Frodsham um, asset. Um, I do know that the Police Chief and Crime Commissioner is very open to our ideas on uh, CCTV, um, but I just thought I'd like to make that clear. Yeah, you are right, it's consultation, so I will feed it all back in. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's great. I think, Thank you. I think uh, Chair, that um, <coughs> it's not before time that uh, this monstrosity, which is in a conservation area, is removed, uh, not only for the public safety with asbestos in it, um, I'd, uh, I'd just like the icing on the cake now um, with those um, wanting to move to the fire station which I'm over the moon with and which I suggested in the year 
1986 uh, when it was to go to Volunteer Street and um, I've lived long enough now to hear this in my own ears and I, only one thing now I'd like to see is some space created for there for either a doctor or, or an ambulance waiting there for anything happened in these outlying districts with it being rural and I think it's a godsend and uh, I support you 100%. Thanks for that. Um, okay then, um, well we shall move on then to um, agenda item 91 and I'd like to invite our PCSO, Neil Flanagan, to come and give us an update. Thank you, good evening everyone. Um, I'd like to start um, with something that's happened over the summer months. We've had an increase in antisocial behaviour over the summer. Now in my five and a half years of being the community support officer here, we've not seen the such like. In, in the summer it's tended to go quiet, if anything. Um, this, this summer we've, we've seen difference and we've seen groups of youths causing antisocial behaviour in, in, in a few places, mainly been the parks, especially Castle Park, but we've also had it at the train station and Morrison's car park as well. Most of the youths gathering uh, are known to myself and colleagues and we, the, the main ringleaders have been identified. Uh, I'm currently working with our antisocial behaviour team and also Weaver Vale Housing Trust to put some pressure on parents to, uh, to try and get to the parents to see if we can uh, stamp this out. Because it really is unprecedented really, I've never experienced such high, you know, levels but it's it, put it into context, it's, it's certainly not as bad as other areas that I've witnessed over the years, but for Frodsham, it's definitely been an increase. Uh, I'm very pleased with the response from other officers, because as some of you will know, I've, I've had maybe one or two or three weeks off over the summer, mm -hmm. um, and, um, but the response from my colleagues has been tremendous. Um, we've had um, other community support officers, not just our local one from Hellsby, John, We've had others from further afield coming and paying some attention. We've also had response officers, uh, both rural response officers and others, being pulled out from other areas that are equally as busy, but actually dedicated to you know, stamping antisocial behaviour out in this area. We've had an operation running over the summer months as well. And given that the school, schools are all back now and the, the weather's getting a bit worse, we should see it die down, but we're not sitting back Certainly I'm not because we've got Halloween and Bonfire Night coming up and we're well aware of what, what can happen then. So um, there's, there's going to be exerted efforts and the, 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 the areas I've just identified are now part of my hotspot patrolling and will continue to be for some time to come. Um, secondly, I spoke to some of you earlier on about Facebook. I, I, put, I use the Chester Police's uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts to post things that, that I do um, and that's going on in the local area. Um, and obviously that gets greeted with some good comments, some bad comments. Um, but I've noticed recently when I've deployed Smiley Sid in a number of locations, a lot of it is quite negative response that's met with. So for that reason, for the time being, any posts that I put up, I'm not going to put up where I put Smiley Sid because I don't think it adds any value 
So I'll only put the, the um, posts up that I think will add, add some value and some uh, very you know, informative for the local community. Um, that, that said, Smiley Sid will still be deployed as normal. I did use um, Facebook for, to, to gain an idea of where people, residents, would like Smiley Sid deploying. And I've utilised that, but that still doesn't seem to be enough. I had, I think I put out on Flew in Lane the other week, and someone said it needs to go outside the, the police station. So I put it outside the police station uh, at the weekend, and then it was met with more. So I just think it's not really adding anything. So for that reason, if you don't see any posts about Smiley Sid, that's the reason. But I will still be deploying Smiley Sid and still be updating local residents with what I'm, I'm up to personally. Um, speeding vehicles, with, along with, with Smiley Sid in, in mind, we've continued to deploy it around Frodsham. Um, recently it's been Bridge Lane, Fluent Lane, High Street and Ship Street that we focused on. And that will just continue to move around. Everyone, everyone wants it everywhere and we've got one that we share between Helsby, Kingsley and Frodsham. So it's, you know, we use it as, as effectively as we can when we can. Um, We've got a residence meeting coming up for the Overton and Five Crosses Ward. This is going to be held at Frodsham C of E Primary School on Thursday the 12th of October at 6.30. I've already delivered around 200 leaflets uh, to houses and I'm looking to do more leaflet drops over the, the next week or so. I'm, I'm hoping to have representation from other partner agencies so it's not just solely a, a police meeting, it's the, there's other, other agencies as well. Um, the schools, I'm starting the Let's Walk Road safety courses this week on Wednesday at Frodsham and Weaver Vale Primary School. I'm starting the courses earlier this year which will enable me to, to fit everyone in during the course of the year. I'll also be conducting school talks to pupils in years five and six and also the high school during October in the run up to Halloween and Bonfire Night where we have op Operation Tree Club which is our annual Halloween and Bonfire Antisocial Behaviour Operation. And lastly for myself, um, police surgery for October, we've got two. One on Wednesday the 11th of October between 11 and 12 here at Castle Park House and Wednesday the 25th of October between 10 and 11 again here at Castle Park House. And that's it. Other than to say, I'm going to comment a little bit on the, the, the move to the fire station. I'm in favour of it as well. I think it's be a good move and it means we work close together with, with the, the fire service, which we already do. We had a lovely day at the open day on, on Saturday um, and you know, I look forward to sort of um, enhancing those relationships further in the future. So, there we go. Through the chair, ask a question. Um, I noticed that you're not doing Costa Coffee for your... Is that... It's, it's, it's hard, I wasn't getting the people, although people, it's busy there, people weren't coming over to me and it, it's an hour of my time and I have to make sure that it's, my time is limited so it's, it's a most effective. I'm looking to see if there's other areas maybe, that there's the new coffee shop brew and Tucker, whether that's a possibility, I don't know, it's, I've, I've had various ones, I've had them at the, the health centre before now, I've had them at the garden centre. It's, it's just... It's just that coming from, if you've got an older person that lives on Ashton Drive or on Riverside or anywhere like that, it's a long walk to come yeah. to Castle Park. Um, yeah. And I'd rather <coughs> see you than That's not fine. see you. 
I can. If I'll, you could, I'll get one. Think set more up. central yeah. well, base. Costa is ideal. Um, it's just that we weren't getting people in, but I can, we knew that they're very accommodating there. So. And uh, a vote of thanks to John because while you were on uh, your leave, he came and did a, a great stint about the uh, police station. So. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing is, is that I know you get moans from time to time that sometimes you're in Helsby or sometimes you're here and there. But what we've got to realise is when you're not here, we get cover um, from our outlying yeah. villages. So I'd like to That's the way John and I work. We work between and it us. Works so, very well. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Well, how about the, the coffee mornings on Thursday at um, the Parish Hall? That would be a good place for us. Maybe a good place for us. Yeah, possibly. Yes, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got this market day, but yeah. there's a lot of. Yeah. You've got an added audience of at least 70 people on the yeah. Thursday morning. Yeah. But I don't even have to bill it as a, because I go in there now and again anyway, it doesn't have to be a police surgery for people to come and talk to me, so yeah. Okay, that's Neil. Yeah, through the chair briefly, uh, Neil, I, I always make sure that you get the recognition for what you do, you know, and I always uh, support you. Uh, I wouldn't be too upset about the smiley said reactions, you know, I'm sure yeah, you're not, yeah, but... No. Uh, no matter what you try and do, yeah. you will get people. No, I just want to. I just want to add value. And just a personal thanks for Saturday to John and yourself. Uh, absolutely brilliant with the kids, the time you spent with them, and the grandkids had, had a fantastic day. Yeah. You know, and uh, remembered what you did with them and, and everything. So thank you for that. Thanks very much. Thanks. Um, so what would you say the main problem is with the youth then? Is it during you know weekends is it, or it, over the summer it's been it's been all all time. So we that, that's what we've been doing. We've been having patrols out <coughs> throughout the day as well, not just at the oh, evening. Right. And that's what I've been doing as well. And you know, it, it, they they do gather they, they gather from you know when they finish school now, um, and they were there there tonight. Some of it is just youths gathering, and they've got to go somewhere. Yeah. But it's yeah. you get big crowds. You get litter. There might be alcohol involved. Although I've not really seen any evidence of alcohol. I've seen maybe a bit of evidence of drug taking, a few oh, right. cannabis snap snap bags. Uh, but then you get them all together, and they become a bit bit mouthy, and, and it's, yeah. it's just that. But it can. It's various times. But obviously in school times, it's evenings and also weekends. But it has it has gone quieter. Yeah. Do you find the outreach program works with the youth association? Do you find that works in your, your yeah, relationship? And, and they're onto it straight away because yeah. we link in yeah. with them, and as soon as there's an issue, they come on board and they'll build it. But unfortunately, a lot of the the issues, a lot of the youths that are causing the problems, they're the ones that don't want to choose not to go to to any youth engagement yeah. project. So, but the, the, without the, the youth club and, and the, all the other activities going on, you know, I'm sure there'd be more groups of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 around. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. Thanks, very Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks. So we now have Mrs. Scott to talk about the town meeting on <coughs> shelters. Uh, I could just remind you, please, Mr. Scott, um, speaking up so that people behind you can hear what you're saying. I will very much try. If I say at any point, please just give me a bit of a boost. Um, bus shelters, because of the time constraints, I did earlier on today send out an email with pretty much all I wanted to discuss. So if it's okay with you, I will leave that for you to discuss at the relevant part of the agenda. Okay. Um, very quickly, I'll be as quick as I can. Um, later on, you're going to be discussing this document with the review of the annual town meeting. 
Um, when I first read the document, I have to say that I was rather outraged. I felt it was nothing short of book passing. I felt there was an awful lot of irrelevant information there. For example, the fact that the ATM has not been compliant for many years is irrelevant. Because other councils, according to Chalk, allegedly, are not compliant is irrelevant. Because there are no effective sanctions for non-compliance is irrelevant. The fact that there was an announcement of a general election in April is irrelevant. The Act makes no allowances for PERDA. A House of Commons briefing paper from 2015 is irrelevant. That comes across to me as an attempt to try and add credence and validity. The fact that residents overwhelmingly voted to continue the meeting is irrelevant because the vote itself was illegal. I thought that this council was striving towards excellence. Is being non-compliant with the law compatible with excellence? The review document says FTC has previously chosen not to comply with the Local Government Act for a number of years, so an explicit reminder was not considered necessary. <coughs> Who decided it was not considered necessary? And were all councillors aware that this decision had been made? I was also astounded to learn at the annual town meeting that the chair and the clerk had been aware for over three months that the meeting would be non-compliant, but decided to keep this information to themselves. It makes me want to ask why. It makes me think, rightly or wrongly, that somebody, somebody colluded with somebody else to say nothing. It makes me wonder whether there are any other matters being decided behind closed doors. It makes me wonder what has happened to honesty, integrity, <coughs> openness and transparency. As councillors, you sign a document saying that you will abide by the Code of Conduct. Under item 8, you agree to uphold the law. Through no fault of your own, I believe, you have been led up the garden path because you were kept in the dark. In addition, reading this document, the review document, it looks to me that some of the blame for this breach is being placed on each and every one of you for not reading the Good Councillor's Guide. At the annual town meeting, residents can submit a resolution. If a resolution is passed, the town council is obliged to consider the matter at a subsequent meeting. But it follows that if a meeting is illegal, the town council is not obliged to consider it. You are being asked to, to, to accept that PMP acted in the best interest of the residents. They did not. To suggest so, to be honest, smacks of a bit of high-handedness. You're being asked to recommend that the date and the time did not affect the outcome of the meeting. How can you possibly know this? At the ATM, I said I didn't really care when the meeting was held. It could be held on Christmas Day for all I care. But I do expect my local council to act within the law and to be open and transparent. I would have felt far less disgruntled if some sort of announcement had been made at the ATM to say where's the effect of, we got it wrong, please bear with us. But this didn't happen. And instead, you have been presented with a largely irrelevant document 
that attempts to shift the responsibility of the decision to not comply with legislation onto yourselves. Your own standing orders say the annual meeting of a council shall be held on such day in May as the council may direct. When we look at the recommendations of this document, if you decide to accept the first recommendation, you will be condoning breaking the law. If you decide to accept the second recommendation, you will be making presumptions. Please ask yourselves, are there any other situations where FTC is breaking the law that you are being kept unaware of? Thank you. Thank you. Um, agenda item 91.3, Mr Garvey. No, excuse me, excuse me, actually, I'd like to ask you. No. I'd like to ask if she's got a question. No, we're not doing questions. No, you are, no, listen, don't, don't say that to me. No, you're closing down. Move progress, you're please. You are doing the self-same thing Move that Mrs Scott is talking about. No. You Mr. are closing Garvey, down democracy in this council. No, Don't bother no, doing that because, because you've given me 10,000 hits on a website with that gamble that you are closing down democracy. No, the discussion you, three, about the town meeting Three to four later. months. This is this, we knew what you know about this. Okay, for the benefit of the, of the tape, I'm Mike Garvey and I'm a member of the Frack Free Fraudulent Helsby Group. First of all, thank, me, thank you for allowing me to speak to you this evening. And, I'll be as brief as I possibly can because I know you've got a packed agenda. And I'm speaking to you following a, a request from the Environment Committee, and it is to update you on the working group which was set up in to deal with the unconventional extraction of oil and gas. You have a later agenda item on fracking, so I don't intend to speak to that item. It is just about the working group itself. We've held two meetings of the group. And you know, we thank and appreciate the work that your town clerk has put into that and to you as a council for allowing us to use this building for our meetings. The group was set up um, to, with a single primary objective really and that was to inform and educate communities, residents and local councils about fracking so that informed decisions could be reached. And a lot of work has been undertaken both in Frodsham and Helsby including the completion of the consultation which you are aware of. To date though, there has been little real appetite for the working of the group itself and there have been no meaningful outcomes have been achieved. And it's for that reason that I address you because I don't want you to think that we're a group which is meeting and not wishing to have some outcomes. And this is the feeling of our group, Fractory Frodgeman Helsby, that we should perhaps just have one more meeting to look to see if there's a genuine desire for us to continue as a group. And to, and to do this, we would really appreciate the continued support of this town council in your town clerk inviting a number of the local councils, the parish councils, to a meeting and using these premises. Um, there are good reasons why there haven't been any desired outcomes from the last two meetings. Um, they have been beneficial, but only to the small number of people who actually attended them. And then there's been no meaningful outcome distributed to the communities. So we would just like to ask for one more meeting to see if there's a real appetite so we can get genuine outcomes because unless there's outcomes it would be a waste of everyone's time giving up an evening to come to a meeting where we don't receive or result in some kind of solution or proposals. And that essentially is it. Okay, thank, thank you. you.
agenda item 91.4 from Mr White on behalf of fraudulent district taxes. Fraudulent district taxis have been established since 1978. It's one of the busiest and fastest growing taxi companies in the area. Last month alone, we dealt with five and a half thousand jobs within Frodham alone, uh, with a total number of 26,000 jobs last month as a whole. I'm sure many councillors know on many occasions our drivers are forced to park on the road to load customers who have pre-booked from the office. We do meet difficulties with very limited parking spaces available, which makes it increasingly difficult to load customers, especially if they're disabled or with disabilities or from the ageing population. We do have a rank in Frodham that is situated outside Morrison's. However, this is a hackney carriage licence vehicles only, and the law prevents any private hire vehicles using it. Our request is for two private hire wheelchair accessible vehicle spaces outside Frodham and District Taxi Office in which the company are willing to contribute towards the financial cost of this. This will improve how private hire vehicle drivers serve passengers from the office. This new facility aims to prevent any loading from the roadside. By having this dedicated area, we'll be able to serve our wheelchair customers and customers with disabilities a lot safer. This will also boost and improve the quality of our service. <coughs> I would also do the same for the ageing population, for customers with carers. The older generation find it difficult to enter and leaving vehicles just as difficult as an uneven pavement can undermine an older person's willingness to travel and quality of life. Uh, we've also spoken to PCSO Neil Flanagan, although only briefly we've exchanged a few emails, which we're very grateful for his input and his advice. Uh, which we've used. We've also contacted the Police Crime Commissioner's Office to express our concerns. Uh, Neil fully supports the idea of two private hire wheelchair accessible vehicle spaces outside Frosman District Taxi Office. We've also had a, a brief discussion with the Police Crime Commissioner and also uh, Councillor Putin. Uh, and they, they understand the pressures that we're, we're under. Uh, Frosman District are also run a promotion to encourage people from outside Frodham to come into Frodham and this is supporting the local economy. However, this also brings increased numbers wanting a taxi from the office. Uh, Frodham District, they've also employed a taxi coordinator to help with the growing demand at the weekend. We're committed to being a better neighbour since being alerted by local residents etc. Uh, we've tried to work this out with local authorities and residents and we're asking for those two spaces to stop us parking on, on the road, loading up, because it's very, it's very hard sometimes to get spaces that are all taken. Okay, thanks. Have I got this to discuss later on the agenda? Yeah, I have some news for you, but it's oh. later on the agenda. Okay. Thank you. All right, moving on to agenda item 92, finance management. As usual, you've got the, uh, the pack and uh, you've got the analysis of the expenditure against committee. Uh, so you've got the budget, the first quarter spend, and then the spend for July and August, the total today, and then the balances that are left. Um, in the first five months, uh, we've spent 33% of the payment budget and then we've exceeded the income budget by 10%. 
The funding for the World War One Commemorative Working Group is now transferred to the Castle Park Arts Centre Trust. Um, so that's all of the budget now has been spent. Um, and the um, capital expenditure on the two play areas may be completed before the end of the financial year. So that will be up to £72,000 that we would expect to spend. And on the income side, we've had the VAT that we paid out in 2016-17, we paid at a, that was £13,212.26. Um, as requested, the item in the other income column has been identified to date. Um, the two rate rebates are because we moved up into the office upstairs and um, so it relates to this conference space and the office um, outside and then you've got the bank reconciliation which shows that at the end of August we have £399,230.12 available. Um, what you've got then in the pack is the monthly breakdown so it shows you what's spent each month against each of the uh, budget headlines. Then you've got the, um, the the budget, the expenditure against budget actual today for July and then for August. Then you've got the only um, individual payments in July and the receipts in July and then the payments for all the payments in August and the receipts in August. So that's what's in the path for this. Um, Chair, um, just like through you, Chair, to, to the clerk to thank her. Um, she, um, after she reproduced these and, and they come to my figures, what I said in the first place, um, I'm very grateful for that. And uh, see, um, I can't pick no bones this time. I'd like to thank you on, on, that, on that part and uh, to thank you as well for letting me have them a uh, week before anyone else, although they're not different than me, but uh, you know I'm a stutterer. Thank you. And the second part is the reissued report that came to the last council meeting because uh, Councillor Reynolds pointed out that the salary figure was incorrect in one of the columns. Um, so we revisited that. <coughs> the error was because tax and national insurance um, and the employer's national insurance, sorry, had been included twice. It had been included with the salaries and also then as separate figures. And yeah. um, what I did, I circulated the details of the payroll to all councillors so they could see that there was no yeah. issues. And then I'd also uh, not included the May detailed breakdowns. So in this pack, you've got those detailed breakdowns for both May and June. Okay. Everybody yeah. Can, can yeah. I just ask yeah. the service just for time? There's on one item here which I want to make. It's promoting for May, 1,319. I'm sure you've I'm sure you actually sort of explained what that was for promoting fraction before, but can you just remind me, please? May 2017, item 421. I'm not. I can't. I don't know what that is. Just off the top of my head, that I can certainly circulate figures, find out what it is, and circulate information about it. Thank you.
Can we have a can we have a, a recorded vote on on ninety four point one please? Um, because I believe it's going to affect um, uh, about the fracking issue, and I think it's tremendously important that we're actually sort of seem to um, uh, be full square behind this, whatever you know, whatever it takes. And I know that ex councillor Kirk tried an awful lot and made an awful lot of efforts to um, uh, influence this council. <coughs> And that, that if we're going to vote on it, I'd like it to be recorded vote, please. Okay, uh, Councillor Yeah, thank you. As Chair of the Environment Committee, uh, I'd just like to put this proposal, this recommendation forward, purely as the Chair of Environment. So at this point, I'm not sort of for, you know, uh, having an opinion for or against. I'm just basically, quote unquote, the recommendation is that the council votes without further delay on the proposal that Frodham Town Council objects to the carrying out of shale gas or coal methane testing or extraction in the Greater Frodham area until the town council is convinced of the safety of the process and the risk of adverse environmental impacts has been fully addressed. So that quote unquote is the proposal. Um, we made the decision to bring this recommendation forward at Environment Committee because we felt that regardless of the outcome of the vote this evening, um, we, we should be seen as moving this forward because it had been doing the rounds, for want of a better word, for 18 months. And as I say, regardless of what outcome there is this evening, uh, we suggested that it was brought forward. And it was also suggested that maybe as much data as it reasonably, uh, could be reasonably uh, amassed both for or against is is out there and has been made available for people to uh, make a decision on it or councillors to make a decision. So as I say, at the moment, that is purely the recommendation from the committee. And then we're probably voting on that to make a Frodsham Town Council uh, proposal. Oh, it's a recommendation to put for the vote, yeah. So, well, I'd like to propose that we do, that we, we do vote on it. Can I just ask what you actually mean by the Greater Frodsham area on, in the, on this proposal? Anybody explain that to me? Do you just mean Frodsham, the, the areas that we represent as council? Mike? I think what is meant by that is every part of Frodsham that this town council has responsibility for, because you can't obviously speak for anything which is outside of the town council's boundaries, so it's everything within the cartilage of the boundaries. Of so it should just council. say for could, could I could I propose then we make amendment to that text <laughs> to say instead of saying the Greater Frodsham area, we say all areas under the jurisdiction of Frodsham Town Council. Could I ask a question through the chair to Mr. Garvey, Mike? If we vote on this. It doesn't lock us in that we don't have a voice if anything comes up with Cheshire West and Chester, does it? 
No, because there's no predetermination from you as a town council. Fine. Because we all have our own personal beliefs, but as a town council, I would hate to handcuff ourselves into anything that we couldn't. I mean, I don't want fracking anywhere near Cheshire, yeah. but I don't want to not be able to have the say if it ever comes up in the public domain. I think it's those borough councillors who sit at this moment in time sit on the planning committee have the most responsibility and then it's also the borough councillors who may sit on a full council meeting. They have to be very mindful of predetermination. If they are seen to have a predetermined view on a subject on which they're going to vote, they may be excluded from that vote and this is a very sensitive issue. How would you expect our planning committee to deal with this then? Because at the moment, we, every planning application that comes in, we consider it and then come to a decision of whether we're going to object to it or support it or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think you'll be treated as a consultee to any planning application. Well, yes, we are. So you, don't, you don't see us doing anything different with a fracking planning application to any others? No. I think that's an important so it, it just concerns me that you're, you're wanting us to vote to object to something without us ever seeing a planning application. I think there's, there's a, lot, a lot of town and parish councils who are in a similar situation and they've made their views known. Um, and I think what you then have to do is determine each planning application on its own merits. But as a general principle, you're saying we don't want that here. So this won't affect any any conclusions that the planning committee would come to. So could could we um, add something to the wording to cover that, so that the, the, the planning our planning committee yeah. doesn't have its hands tied. I think we met this morning, um, Mr. Darby, at planning and discussed this because we want to be as forceful and as relevant as yeah. possible. And we didn't want to do anything tonight that would stop us from doing that in the future. Um, because I can say around the table at planning, we were all against it coming to Prochum. Yeah. However, we didn't want to silence ourselves when it came to debate. So as long as you can give us the assurances that we will still be a consultee yeah. in the um, any future planning application, then we're allowed to speak on that, yeah. then I think... That's I the think, way you know, I, I don't think it should be me that gives you a form of words to do it because I can give you a form of words that you then say I, I'm not happy with. But the form of words you can put into that is something which is fairly straightforward, isn't it? I've just jotted something down perhaps to, to start without prejudice to the remit of the FTC planning committee. Mm. And then the rest of it. Do we need to do that as an amendment to the proposal? Oh, they're diluted, isn't they? Yeah. Completely diluted. I mean, we're not going to decide, you know, about, about fracking. Fracking is such a major issue. We, we've not got to pussyfoot around this. Um, you know, as a council, we, I think we have got to make a statement that, you know, that because a, a lot of people in front of me speak to them, and they don't want it. And we just start simply diluting the effort. Um, you know, we, we say we don't want it individually, but then we're... We're scared as a group to put our, to put our words in, uh, in in action. I think we should be, be very blunt about it and, and say less words than we've actually got here. But, um, Through the chair, I don't think anybody is scared, and I think there's people around this table that's spoken in favour of fracking of the past and what employment it would bring into Prodshire. 
if I remember rightly. Um, so I know lots of people change their minds. I've certainly changed my mind. I don't want it, but I don't want Frodham Town Council gagged because we've said something on block instead of taking every planning application into consideration and being able to argue that fact fully and coherently for Cheshire West and Chester. We only have a consultee rule. We have, well, at we least, have, we have a minor least, rule. We have at a least we have a voice. We might be strangling ourselves, but I'm, I'm all in favour of, of the vote because let's face it, let's look at Lancashire. Um, Lancashire said they didn't want it, the County Council said they didn't want it, but the Secretary of State came along and they've got it. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I will be voting against fracking coming to Cheshire, but I want to make sure that Frogsham Town Council has its say at any stage to help with it and not um, dilute it. We've got two amendments at the moment. The first amendment was that suggested that rather than saying Greater Frodham area, it is amended to all areas under the jurisdiction jurisdiction of Frodham. Is everybody happy with that? Yeah. I think yeah. we're that needs to go in, yeah. So yeah. we want to propose for a second, isn't I'll propose. I'll Sorry. second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just say something? I think the, the reason why that wording was said because of the impact that fracking could have in the outlying areas to Frodsham. And I think that's the context with which it was. Ah, right. If you understand. So it's a geographical area which might have impact on the Frodsham town council area. Because so otherwise you're restricting what you're saying is that they can frack outside. But we're only consultees when it's... I know. Through the journal, Carolyn, are you saying seismic problems or are you yeah. saying visual aesthetic problems or both or... Traffic. Yeah. It's the impact of the actual activity. Okay. And any, any, anything associated with that activity that could impact function. Because you could have fracking um, in Helsley and not in Frodsham, but it would impact Frodsham. I mean, again, I don't know whether we, we were also I, trying to have... I, I think as long as it's important that everybody is aware what the wording actually means, you know, a word can mean lots of different things, can't it? You know, that, that it's made clear that by saying the we, greater Frodsham area, it's not implying that we could then bully another area into siding with ourselves. I think as long as it's made perfectly clear what we mean by it, it but, may be okay to stay as it is. I, I think in, in the, the way planning is administered by Cheshire Western Chest, we will only ever be consultees if it's actually in mm. the area that we have jurisdiction. If the application was for, for in, within the Frodsham area. Not the areas under our jurisdiction. So, we're content, we're all in favour of that amendment, you have to make it clear. So, Can you read it? No. Yeah. Are those against? And we've got abstentions. Frank and Mark, because um, they're in EOS. I'll put the declaration here that you didn't take part in the discussion. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Thank okay. you. Now, the, the second amendment was uh, without prejudice to the remit of the FTC Planning Committee. 
so that we would still be allowed to consider and on the object. But I mean, it will depend very much on the planning application, whatever the planning application says. So we need a proposer and a seconder for that. Our proposer. Yeah, I'll All those in favour of the amendment? So we know, oh, sorry, those against? And abstentions. Okay. So we, the proposal now reads Without prejudice to the remit of the FTC Planning Committee, Frodham Town Council objects to the carrying out of shale gas or coal gas methane testing or extraction in all areas under the jurisdiction of Frodham Town Council until such time as the Town Council is satisfied as to the safety of the process and that the risk of adverse environmental impacts have been fully addressed. Yeah, we have, a, we have two words different there. We oh. have Town Council is convinced Oh, and town yes. council is the one that you, the town council is satisfied. Yeah. We have a difference. So you're convinced rather than satisfied. Well, either yeah. or. I mean, yeah. can we? Yeah. Yeah. Stick to the original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I propose that, chair. I'll second that. All those in favour. Wanted a recorded vote. Yes, please. Okay. Against? Abstentions? So that's Liam, Mark, and Frank. No, they're not. <coughs> oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. <coughs> so that's carriage. Make it easy for you, uh, Chair. That uh, I think we should end, should have these on block. Yeah. And if any of the councillors got anything against any of them, please let them speak. Yeah. Second that, Councillor Pennington. Yeah. There's one. Hazel. Yeah. I need you to do recommendation seven separately because okay. we have to provide evidence to the external auditor in next year's audit that this has been brought to full council. Um, so I need an explicit minute. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So recommendation yeah. seven is to approve and accept the annual return, including the external auditor's certificate. Uh, can, can I just make a point about that? Because I believe in that document, and I know it's here somewhere, um, there is an item about procedures, if I'm right. Which document are we referring to? The document that's with the ticked boxes. On the annual return itself? Yeah. Okay. 
Section 1, the annual governance statement. Oh, here it is. Now, on the... Uh, <coughs> it says here on, on item 2... Um, item 2 of... It, it's item 2 and item 3. We maintain an adequate system of internal control, including measures designed to prevent and detect fraud and corruption and review its effectiveness. Um, I'm just concerned that item 3, which you call reasonable steps to assure ourselves that there are no matters of actual potential non-compliance with laws, regulations and proper practice that could have significant financial effects. Um, if we have, we, we currently have a situation where we've got standing orders that uh, are, are contradictory on themselves. This, this item was voted on in April. Well, I'm just saying that we, we, we've got standing orders as of, as of July, which are contradictory on themselves. This was voted on in April. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not bothered with it. No, Tom, I think what was said is any discrepancies that may or may not exist at the moment will be reviewed in the next order. This is up until the end of April yeah. this year. April, right, March. Sorry, end of March. March. 31st. Yeah. So, that's all right. So, uh, so we've got... Um, this recommendation was proposed by myself and seconded by myself, Councillor Colton. I'm um, prepared to do so again. Yeah. yeah. All those in favour? Against? Abstentions? Well, so the remaining nine recommendations we're going to vote for on block. Proposed? I propose it, yes. Yeah. Seconded. Yeah. All those in favour? So you, you've agreed to do with them on block, so now you need to vote again on Sorry. block. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Okay, well done. Right, moving on to agenda item 94.3a, community committees. There's no recommendations on that one, Chair. Not on the first one, but on the second one. Yes. We've got six, I think, on this one. And again, <coughs> recommendation four we, we need to deal with separately. Yes. But the other five recommendations, we want to vote for those on that. Yes, please. Yes, second okay. that. All in favour of voting for them on block? Yeah. All those in favour? Right. Now the one that we need to deal with separately, recommendation four, is to do with the New Year's Eve fireworks. Um, most of you should no doubt remember that we had a little bit of an incident last year. Uh, which we believe was there for a faulty firework, but it called into question about how we actually marshal the New Year's Eve firework display. Um, me with my sort of health and safety background, I feel that we, although it's great that councillors volunteer to be marshals, I believe that we should have professionally trained marshals in future to protect the public. Um, we've got to think about insurance if something terrible goes wrong. Um, so this leaves us with the dilemma, do we want 
the additional cost of professional marshals, the other alternative was to move the fire up to a site where we wouldn't actually have spectators in the sort of near vicinity. We can see them from afar. We think somewhere like Marshlands we use for the Christmas fireworks. Or the you know, the most drastic option is to not have the fireworks display early on New Year's Eve. Can I say, Chair, um, this all began from the time when the services was held at uh, St. Lawrence's Church and, and uh, we started to walk up the hill and it's like everybody else, you get older every day and then we decided to move it to church fields. But I want to make, um, for the benefit of the new councillors, I'd like to say that uh, there was an issue that was caused up the up the um, memorial field when a number of um, adults and children uh, hurry up and they come up behind the fireworks and it was a near miss there. Then we've had this incident. Um, I I think if you're going to have them, and I'd like to see a better control of it. And uh, if so, I would think uh, the benefit of it and uh, excuse me uh, older people like myself can run downhill but you can't walk up it or run up it so therefore i think uh, if people want it and it's their wish that's what we're here to help the residents and they they like it then i would uh, recommend that uh, we look at uh, the community centre yeah, yeah. Um, last um Firework display last last year, I think, was probably the best attended that we've ever seen. And I know that so many people at the end of it said thank you very much and how much they thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I think it could be held on church fields again, but we would need to make the safety zone around the fireworks larger. Through the chair. I completely agree with both what we've heard, but the thing is, and I'd just like to point out to Councillor Brown, if that would have gone drastically wrong, the people wouldn't have been congratulating us yeah. on what a marvellous event it was. Yeah. We had an incident that could have been a far worse incident. Because we've got people that sit on this town council with a great wealth of experience when it comes to health and safety and the firework code, the only way I would vote that Frodsham has fireworks in future is if it is properly marshalled by marshal, not volunteer councillors. We do not have the experience to keep our residents safe. So it must, I think, go back and be costed out before we make a decision on this. That is my that is my opinion. Because uh, I I would agree with you there, Councillor Porter. Because for 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 a firm to come in and um, give us guidance and plus do the job for us, it's going to accelerate the price of one thousand five hundred. And, and that's what We're we're talking about an eight minute display. Yeah. Yes, it's only eight minutes. Can we just check, Hazel, you're going to try and find out about yeah, I've, I've spoken to all three companies that have quoted for the fireworks, and they say it's not so, a service that they would provide. Um, one of the companies has come back to me and said they've spoken to a professional marshalling company, um, they've given me the name, and they've quoted that for three men, for two hours, it would be £200 plus VAT. Could I ask through the chair, 
But I asked you to chair the mayor's opinion, um, being in your past employment and your um, employment now. Would it be something that the fire service would get involved in? Um, unfortunately, no. no. Uh, they, they will not. You know, they couldn't provide that service to a third party, unfortunately. Is that, is that all it's going to cost us through you, Chair, to the class? It's 200 and what? £200 plus VAT, that's Which for three men. That. Yes, three men. Three men. Three men for two hours. Yeah. And, but, and plus the fact that if we did order to church meals, it would be, yeah, it would be too, too much for three people. And therefore, you know, the, the community is, is more controllable like when we had the fire there, don't we? We have no incidents there when we have the bonfire night and it's controlled beautiful. And I think if we're going to have it, then I think that's the most ideal place. Through the chair, I think I've just overheard Councillor Brown query what I'm going to query. Is three enough? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it, is that for them actually on New Year's Eve or is that just then then all? Well, that, that, they knew that the fireworks yeah, was going to be on New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah. So We're talking about eight that. minutes. Yeah. Not two hours, eight but minutes. But the men would have to be there. That will be the minute you cross the Yes. I suppose it would be the minimum that would be viable for them to, yeah. to do. Yeah. So, I mean, Chair, you just made a, a point there. Um, what exactly would the marshalling involve? Would we still need to put the, you know, would they do it and block? And take care of everything, or have we still got to put the ropes out and then they just physically patrol? I think that's what we would have to negotiate yeah. with the company involved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be their risk assessment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would it be feasible to use a combination of trained marshals and volunteers with trained marshals actually being in charge? I think the only thing that we said was um, that that would inf that would affect the insurance. Well, what impact does it have on the insurance? Having the marshals that we pay for, have they got their own insurance that covers it? The fire companies <coughs> would have their own insurance and they carry out the risk assessment. So it, would, it wouldn't be out of the way, would it, councillors, if we said that we could have, afford six marshals? Because then that would be £400. I don't, I, I, my, pers my personal view, whether you take any or not, I think. We've got a community there. Let's use it. Yeah. That's 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 my idea of it, and I can see it more controlled in that smaller environment. Oh, I'm, the way, I'm, I'm the way it with you, Councillor Pennington. I'm bringing it to the community <coughs> yes. centre. But what I'm saying is, is do we think that three people would be enough? No. Don't we think no. that we could go to six yes. people, and at that cost would only be four hundred and odd pounds? It's not as expensive as I thought. No. Mm. I'll be honest, I thought it was going to be outrageous and I was all for saying, let's not bother no, for, 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 for eight minutes. Yeah, I, but I mean, at that price, I'm more than willing to go ahead with it. Can't we approach the, the round table? I'm sure they'd work with us. They've, they've done it on all our... Uh, Probably will have their other commitments. Well, they've got their own, they've got their own uh, 
they've got their own insurance and everything, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, we want to keep this a free event, don't we? And if we're not careful, we're going to have to start charging people, which detracts from what, what it is all about. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I, I think, again, not pouring cold water on this, we don't want to create an event that we can't manage. I think the mayor's right. I, I agree with the community centre is a brilliant venue, but as soon as word gets round, it could, could turn into as big as the bonfire night one, which, you, you know, is that what we want, or do we want to keep it low-key? I don't know. Uh, the reason really that it's at Church Fields is because when everybody's been to the New Year's service at St. Lawrence's Church, they come out of church, walk down the path, and then they stand on the path, and, and then we have the fireworks display. So it's linked very closely with the church service. Could I just make another point? And I agree where you can get volunteers, but I think we're trying to. The whole point of why we're discussing this tonight is we want to get away from volunteers handling dangerous situations and leaving it to the professionals to do the work that they're paid for. So I wouldn't be in agreement. All right, to set the field up, that's fine. But when the fireworks are being lit, it should only be those marshals who have been employed to look after that field. I, I seem to recall as well that the report of the incident, we were advised that we should close some of the footpaths off yes, as well. Yes, we were. Which would restrict people getting to the fireworks even more. So, you know, it's perhaps spoiling the spectator side of it because they're not going to be able to get near the display. You don't need to be near fireworks, it's better mm -hmm. if you stand back from them. Have, have we actually thought of looking you know, the fireworks that we have the night of the Christmas festival? I mean, we seem to manage that very well. Um, we have the public well away because the fireworks are let off down at Marshlands. Mm. Is that not something we could then do on New Year's Eve? That was one of the things that we did discuss. Oh, we, the, the, the middle bullet point was to move to an, another site. And we had marshals in mind, I think. I think, uh, <coughs> is there any recommendation from the marshalling companies on how many marshals you need for a certain area or number of people? We're, we're, we've only just got that today and it was a last minute thing, so I haven't been able to speak to the company myself. I'm assuming we need to make a decision today because the next meeting is the end of, this, end of November, isn't it? The thing is, uh, I've just heard Councillor Brown say it about um, it doesn't matter where because they're looking up at them. So really, it doesn't matter where we, we cite them. And I personally think that Councillor Payton's got a point. It's a more enclosed area. It's a more accessible area if people are walking up there. It's more disabled friendly. But surely the point is we want people to look at these fireworks from afar to avoid any incidents rather than congregate on a field. And I think the church they would just come out the same way, look on church fields, and they could see the fireworks going off on the community centre garden. Yeah, so really oh, if, if that was the case, would it be not advisable to set the fireworks off on the top of the hill? So people can still come out to church, they can look at see the top of the hill, they can see them from all over Frodsham. They can be, you know. You're creating a problem again by by the right down to the monument from them double gates. You're creating a problem. People can come from any direction mm -hmm. and up from through Middle Walk and everywhere. 
you're creating probably you want to keep something if you're going to keep it I don't care how much it costs but you've got to satisfy the people who's been to a service and you've got to satisfy the residents and their children and to keep it compact is the most sensible area is the community centre well said would it be advisable to take some advice from the marshalling company and get them to look at the various sites and see what they think is the safest? Uh, I'll take Councillor Brown's point. It, it is linked to the church with the services there, and I've been there for the service myself, and I've walked up the hill, talked to the procession, and that. And I think it would be nice, in a way, even though I was one of suggested moving the site, to keep it linked to the church. <coughs> I think the, the community centre is. It's really much further away, even though it is contained and the, the firework display is more contained than the bonfire display. But I think, it, yeah. I think it sits better being closer to the church. Chair, if it helps out, I mean, you know, we've got to think about locations now. If we tonight voted in principle on having the fireworks at a site with a safely number amount of marshals, yeah. We then could let the town clerk go away and find out what the marshalling company would estimate how many we would need, and for the town clerk to give the marshalling company the options of three sites. And therefore, they would be the ones that were doing the job, telling the council which would be best for them to be able to police properly. Why not just give a bunch of... Why don't I just give a budget which is which is then workable in or not workable within? I say something like five thousand pounds. Couldn't uh, <laughs> you couldn't allow you couldn't you're on the, the Christmas special on five thousand. Well the whole thing is that if, you, if so, you're gonna marshal if you're gonna marshal it, if you're gonna marshal it, so I agree with you exactly what you're saying. If you are gonna marshal it and if it's if it's, if it's gonna come in at that time because or three thousand pounds, whatever the figure is. And then just and, and then just get it get it out of this meeting because we only have these meetings every two weeks. When you when you when you look at the community centre, you're only looking after the entrance, aren't you? I agree. Because you've got the houses and you've got the town houses, it's all in case. Well, we've still got public footpaths going through it. Yes, but that's marshal when we have bonfires, don't we? <laughs> it's less marshal. This is what I'm saying. Professor William, can I just ask? You know, down in the marshes, does it have to be? All the health and safety. Of course, of course. Wherever they find it. Wherever they find it. Wherever they find it. From the and was just established in the events committee, it could be one of the things we delegate to them as their first task to yeah. start this out. Yeah. Okay, we shall do that. Mm -hmm. So, how do we need to move this forward tonight? So why can't we just leave it to the events committee and agree it with a yeah. limited budget and maybe six months? Six Still have to have a budget council to spend any money. If you've agreed in principle a budget here, yeah, and then you delegate it to the events committee. Just well, the town Listen. <coughs> including the fireworks. Well, the fireworks from the fireworks from 1,500. If you allow a maximum of say, the same amount again for secure, for secure, uh, for secure 
um, uh, morning, whatever, marshalling, then, you know, it's it, 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 it's. I would like to see it at the community centre. I'm perfectly honest. I think we might. What's the price of fireworks? We might end up putting some revenue back into the community centre. Do you think we need to move on? It was that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. It's taking too long, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So let's if we say three thousand, two and a half. I think we're not going to need more than thousand pounds for last year. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that. Well, just because the budget's there doesn't mean it has to be spent, does it? No, it doesn't say if you say one thousand five hundred, you might get away with five hundred. You don't know. So let's move progress, chair, yeah. Yeah. on this okay. subject, please. So refer to the accounts <coughs> committee. Yes. I, I would just. We've got to vote for the budget, haven't we? Yeah. So you're voting in principle. Yeah. Right. Okay. So who's proposing that, Tom? I prefer three thousand pounds. Second that. said that chap, that, that chap, had actually said to Frontier Town Council it was okay to um, read this law about how, how meetings were held. But the key fact is, the clerk and the chair knew as of the 13th of March that this was the case. And this information was not conveyed to councillors in any strong manner. And again I agree, 
with Mrs Scott in the fact that it's almost as if this document is saying, well, it's your fault, councillors, for not, for, for not understanding the uh, a good counselling guide. I mean, uh, it, it, it would also appear that the, the Frontier Town Council doesn't understand the good counselling guide because the standing orders that we currently have, which were voted through on the, uh, in, in July, uh, actually, uh, actually constrain even further councillors' rights. So 25 point B, which in relation to, which has always been a contingency act of four councillors getting together over something serious that they can bring to the council. Now, 25B is contingent on item nine. Item nine actually says that, you know, all agendas are issued within three days. Agendas are issued within three days. And so, uh, so a motion couldn't be presented anyway. The annual town meeting is not a council No, but the whole thing is, councillors sign up to abide by the standing orders. And the standing orders expect the councillors to act lawfully We're just and with integrity. Here what happened at the town meeting, annual town meeting, why it was held when it was. We can't change what's happened. No, we can change what's no, happened. Because no, happened. happened. No, we can't. Can. Because you misled us. You no. misled us, councillors. You, you had, you had, from the 13th of March, from the 13th of March, you misled the councillors. Here is not the place it to do it. It is the place to do no, it. No, it isn't. You misled us. No, I'm sorry. For several months we were misled. No. And then at, the, then at that meeting, we, we it was are. dreadful. Councillor Critchley. I remember when, uh, before I was a councillor, the annual town meeting that I came to was uh, in May. No, it wasn't in May. It was general election 2015. And I sat in this room as a member of the public, and I met all the, new can the, old, the existing councillors and the new councillors, and it was a Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. I know, I know it's a Saturday afternoon no, because I took the day off work to come to it. So it's just, historically the town meetings have not been held between Monday and Friday after six pm. No, you're missing the point. The point is the point is no, the meeting is gone. We cannot no, take it back. Finish. No, you see, you keep on saying that about things, but we just continue to spiral down into dictatorship rather than being run as a council. We've got oh, recommendations for next year. It's we, not, we can't change it, what has happened. We, we can change what has happened. No, we we can, to start off with, the standing orders need changing again. We'll put a proposal forward to change yes, that. Yes, that's right. You've got to right do. We're not doing that now. You've got to put that, you've got to go through the proper process. Oh, of course, the proper it. process will be delayed because you like it as it is. Yeah. We have, with we, standing we have, orders are the way that you want We have closed do. down democracy on Madam, the Madam, Madam yeah. Chairman, yeah. All, the, all you've got to do, Councillor Reynolds, put it in writing. Write to me, I'm on the PMP and we'll sort it out. But I'm sick of this every meeting when you come. Now let me tell you, I'm the daddy of Project, the old man, and I'll tell you this once and for all. Ever since you were elected, you have done nothing for the residents of Project, only pick your bones of this council. Now whether you like me, whether you don't, you've not done one single thing. In actual fact, when I've tried to do things, I've actually been got ganged up against by councillors who then vote me off committees because they don't like what I say. You're welcome on that. They, they don't like, oh, my word. Well, that's kind of you. I'll put my name forward for PMP and I'll put my name forward for community. Thank you very much, Chair. Can we move on now? Yes, I'd just like to say through through the Chair, 
I'm totally confused by this because surely we took the advice of Chalk. Yes. Yeah. And who else do we take the advice of? Chalk are our advisors. I I confess that I know not a great lot about protocols and procedures. And and I look to Chalk and also with respect, I'm not saying, I was not fooled, I, I was not kidded, I'll say that. Um, at no point did I feel I was being misled. I'm not saying that we should break rules, I don't agree with the phrase rules are made to be broken, but surely common sense comes in here. And we've had meetings where we, we basically, nobody's come to, uh, you know, and surely with respect, a meeting after 7pm on a weekday, you're not going to get as many of the community taking part when it's in Castle Park House here as you are on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of Frog Jump. And with respect, we, we did our best with that meeting. <coughs> you, you know, it was not the best of attending the meetings, but I think it was more of an opportunity to people to come along. So I'm sorry, Tom, but that's where I am personally. I didn't feel. The I, 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 I actually agree with you completely. I actually agree with you completely. Through the chair, I, again, like the mayor, was not misleaded. We all had papers. We all know when it was. We all had a say to do it. But like Councillor Don Critchley has just mentioned, I knew we'd had them out of the time scale that is supposed to be legal or illegal. And I don't feel. Um, it sounds as though that, um, again, our town clerk and our chair are being brought into account. Well, I can say I have every confidence in everything that our learned councillor does and the chair dictates. There is a policy and procedure. If you don't like it, you know which committee to go to. Chair, chair I say move on. And just remind this council again. Opening it on a Saturday, it is not a council meeting. It's a meeting for the public. And we, we can call town meetings at any time. Two yeah. councillors can call a town meeting. Exactly. Uh, members of the public can call it's a town meeting. It's an annual town meeting. Yes. Can call any town yeah, we've got an annual town meeting. Now, can we move on to what we're going to do next year? And the proposal is that it will be called after 6pm on a day in the first week of March. There will not be any annual report or any annual accounts. And it will be probably a cold, wet, wintry night. But if we're going to comply with this very old act, that is what we must do. Now, is everybody content to just go with the act? No, I'm not content, I'm afraid, because we will get nobody coming to that meeting because of the timing of it. And let's remind yourself, they did have, the public had at the last annual town meeting, the option to stop that town meeting, and it was, a, it was an overwhelming vote to continue with the meeting. I think, as Councillor Pennington said, when it first came up, way, way back before the annual town meeting, that we must hold them on a Saturday, we must hold them when they're accessible, and we must hold them at a venue that's accessible for everybody. So I don't agree with the way that you're thinking about doing next year. Okay, so... Then you have to change the law. Right, are you going to, well, I think to do that, Councillor Reynolds? No. I think the thing is, Chair, you've just said that two councillors can call a, 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 meet, a town meeting any time they wish. And I think what we should do is leave it up to four councillors to make a decision on when to call a town meeting. Okay, 
Yes, Did you say March 2018? Any particular week in March 2018? Well, I said the first week, which I think okay. is the beginning of the... Yeah, well, I'll give my apologies now because that's... A, a, a <coughs> um, I think we can probably refer this to the events committee to come forward with proposals for next year. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Um, can I just get clarification, though? If Am I actually breaking the law if I vote against this, even though it doesn't make sense? <laughs> well, as, as, as a council, we can call a town meeting at any time. We could have a very limited annual town meeting in, in March to purely comply with the Act, and then maybe just have a, a town meeting later in the year, which is more in accordance with... But that will leave it to the events yeah, committee too. I, you know, if we have to jump through hoops, then that's fine. But I wouldn't like to see that at the detriment that people got the chance to come along to a meeting in the town centre. Yeah. And I think if they haven't got the relevant paperwork to assess the year that's just gone on, yeah. it yeah. seems a waste of, of time holding yeah. that. Well, then you gear up to provide the paperwork, don't you? Well, no, because the financial year doesn't end. No, it doesn't have to end, does it? Does it? it can be part of. It could be eight months off, it could be nine well, months off. Well, re refer it to the events committee. Is everybody happy for the yeah. events committee to yeah, give this some yeah. consideration? Agenda item 98, Royal British Legion, to consider a request for a public apology. Oh. Why does the British region want to publish the apology? They, they felt that they had been undermined by comments that had been made at a previous town council meeting. They came to a meeting and requested an apology. Um, and although two individual councillors gave personal apologies, uh, the council itself didn't. So they've asked if, uh, for it to come back so that because they, they feel it's impacting on their ability to fundraise because there were questions raised about um, what had happened to the money that was being raised um, and also there was a, a comment made about an ex-member of the Royal British Legion and why he was not involved anymore and they felt that that again had, uh, had a detrimental impact on the organisation. Yeah. I think the Mayor and I did do an apology, but we didn't do it just personally. We were on behalf of Frotton Town Council. So I think the apologies have been made. And as more going into this concerns, there are two sides to every story, but I think we did. The Mayor and I took it upon ourselves as a past Mayor and a, a new Mayor to give that credence to that meeting. And I thought we'd done it mm. in good faith. Well, the Royal British Legion is, is you know, it, it's, it, it's a very important organisation to uh, front of the area. And if they feel, if they feel that they need a written apology from Frontier Town Council, then I think Frontier Town Council should actually adhere to their request and actually give them a written apology, because there's no point in having this bouncing on. And um, you know, the writer said, I think we should. We should accede to their request. I think there are issues around the fact that the Royal British Legion in Frodham has a very low profile. It's not like in you know other towns where yeah. it is very well known and promotes itself and you know yeah. presents a lot of events. Through the chair, yeah, as well, the Frodham, Councillor Alton. Through the chair, um, 
the apology that I made was not an apology for the fact that I had done any wrongdoing either. The apology that I gave, personal in that it was from me, was the fact that we, uh, I based certain assumptions on information that I'd been given. You know, uh, I, I didn't say I, I'm sorry for any wrongdoings that I have done. It was not that kind of apology. If you can put a label on an apology. And through the chair, my apology was purely for the fact that they felt that they had been um, wrongly done, but we weren't to be judge and jury of what had happened. We didn't hear two sides of the, of the story. Um, but we were very apologetic, and I think Councillor Brown actually chaired that meeting. Was it right? And um, the apology was accepted? As far as I remember. He's just going to rumble on if something's not done. Yeah, that's my question. There's part of me that says that I find this a little upsetting because we bestowed the freedom of function on the British Legion. Yep. Um, I don't know the circumstances, I'm afraid. I don't know the background of this because of absence of whenever anything happened or what have you. But I find it quite upsetting that the British Legion feel they've got to ask us to, public apology, to give them a public apology. Um, for whatever circumstances. And I think if they've asked for it, the fact that we gave them the freedom of fraudulent, we respect them as an, uh, a body of people and with what they've done for fraudulent over the years, I mean, that's why we gave them the freedom of fraudulent, that we should perhaps give them a public apology as to, you know, whatever the circumstances were, because I think we're just getting things out of proportion here. apologise for any upset that may have been caused yeah. inadvertently. Yeah. 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 Are you proposing that? Yes. I'll second it. All those in favour? <coughs> so will you just circulate a draft apology around to the We'll let you know whether we're happy with it yeah. or not. I'm happy to sign that if you want it to come from me. Propose that the can I may have proposed that the mayor puts his signature to it as well. Are you happy to do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll move on then to agenda item 99. Sorry, our Cheshire West councillors, but it's taken so long to get in. Where are you heading? Barnsley. Um, the best of luck. The M62 is down to one lane in each direction. It took me from four o'clock till twenty past six to get from there to see. I think it'll be one of the passes then. <laughs> Evening members, thank you for the uh, for the opportunity to give you a uh, a quick update. Um, uh, Many of you will have uh, seen we've been uh, running a little bit of an awareness campaign locally around the parking strategy. Um, there is a new Cheshire Western Chester strategy that's got um, a new approach to parking across the borough. Um, some, some of it is, uh, is very good, very commendable, very uh, forward-looking. Some of it is very uh, interesting and potentially quite damaging to communities like Frodham. 
unless of course there is some very careful consideration of those local dynamics. We have called in that decision asking the, um, the Cabinet to think uh, again and think very carefully about um, you know, leading with an economic impact assessment before they, uh, they bring in uh, parking charges in response to some of the parking pressures we see in Frodham, um, you know, which are not going to get any easier when the Holton curve arrives. Uh, unfortunately, um, we didn't manage to change their minds. Uh, we did hear um, uh, a week ago last Thursday that Frodham is a priority, given that obviously the Holton Curve work is underway, and we will be seeing a large influx of uh, new rail users, which is very, very positive news. Um, but the um, immediate reaction for Frodham is that we're going to manage uh, manage supply rather than look to uh, increase it anytime soon. So uh, I think we have quite a, a battle on our hands to convince uh, common sense to prevail on that. But we shall uh, we shall keep going with it. Well, we suggest that um, you guys consider it formally, and whatever your view, that you write in and complain about it as needs be. Just ask yourself the question, would you pay even 50 pence more for your shop? You know, if you're going to buy a joint of meat to go and get your veg, all the things that all our families will tend to go and do, whether it's a Saturday or any other time, would you be happy to put an extra 50p on that tag? And I, I suspect the answer is no, and certainly most of the people I've spoken to said they wouldn't be happy to pay for short-stay parking. And of course, what will be the net effect of that? The net effect will be that people will go to the supermarkets where there is free parking. <coughs> and because we have so many small independent shops, they are dependent upon free parking. And uh, we are going to continue to try and persuade Cheshire West that that is so important for us. Look at Cheshire Oaks. Why is Cheshire Oaks successful? Well, apart from the retail offer, loads and loads of free parking. Uh, so that's why we think an economic assessment is so important, because wouldn't it be crazy if a small charge on short-stay car parking actually materially damaged the town? If you want to see the effect of what small charges do to a town, just go to Birkenhead, where it's a very poor place, but even charges of perhaps a pound to park for a day have created wastelands in terms of the business community and where people don't go to shop. So we are, I suspect, sensitive even to very, very small amounts of short-stay car parking. Before you even think about the oh-my-god factor of what it's going to do to Edisbury Square, because Edisbury Square is outside the Cheshire West control, and we all know how well the car parking regime has gone down there, even though it is free. Mm. I mean, one, of, one of the major considerations for us is that we know that uh, you know, people will hopefully continue to come to Frodham, but what they will do is the, the parking will spill out and you know, re the residential roads will become uh, even more difficult to uh, navigate than they are right now. Residents will rightly feel those pressures and will, will call for a residence parking scheme and that's uh, effectively something that can be done. There is policy to support this, but unfortunately along with the policy comes a charge and we think it seems fundamentally unfair to ask local residents to be picking up a charge for a problem that's been created uh, not of their making. So this is why we're just asking really for, uh, you know, those all important impact assessments to be done. So we look at this in the round 
uh, you know, before anybody sort of acts, uh, you know, we don't want to see those unintended consequences. Uh. We, we drew the Fodgen Town survey to Cheshire West's attention, and I suggest if you're interested in doing it, you do the same. You may recall 75% of the people who responded, and that was at least one third of all households in Fodgen that responded, arguably one of the most successful town surveys that has ever been done in the country, certainly be by far the most successful town survey done anywhere in the borough. Three quarters of the people of households of Frodham said they did not support the idea of a residence parking scheme if it involved charges. And the second thing, actually, at the time, and this is going back to 1415, the, the bare majority of people of Frodham did not support car parking charges at all. What they wanted to see tried was codes of conduct where residents were encouraged to park on their drives where they had them, where businesses were encouraged to leave the spaces free on Main Street for shoppers and make sure they park somewhere else, what have you. So we've put what we know to be Frodsham Town's position to Cheshire West. So far, they're not listening. Which brings us sort of nicely on to uh, a re really one of the points you've been discussing tonight, which is about how when you mobilise, uh, you know, sort of people to consider the issues before them, that hopefully you are able to make uh, you know, better and more informed decisions. Can I now talk to you about Protoss? Now, Frodham Town Council has a seat around the table at Protoss. Unfortunately, Frodham Town Council was not represented at the Protoss meeting last week. It's a shame because there are at least three items on the agenda that are of major importance to the Town Council. Two of them are actually embargoed at the moment but I'm going to hint upon them and deal with some elements of them. But the third one that isn't embargoed is actually a community benefit fund associated with the current Protoss scheme, which I think is set to get larger and larger, but we'll work out why that might be in due course. Um, Project Town Council is being invited to put a councillor on the body that will dispense the community benefit fund monies associated with that scheme. At the moment, it's only £30,000 a year. For the first two, three years, whatever it was, the monies were given exclusively to Ince and Elton, but now it's being opened up to uh, wider communities. Now, whilst on the subject of Protoss, we were given two confidential briefings which are both embargoed. One of the embargoes is lifted at one minute past midnight tonight. So all of you, please make sure you are looking at the news agenda tonight. I suggest you cross-reference it to the budget. That uh, It's fairly obvious when you watch the budget way back in, I think it was April last year, what was likely to happen. 14. So have, have a look and um, brace for impact. And the, the other embargoed matter is also very much a brace for impact uh, situation. Uh, which we are also going to try and deal with. It's one that we uh, have foreseen. But as I say, if you'd had somebody at the Protoss meeting, you would have been privy, or at least one of you would have been privy to these particular issues. Can so, I just make a point there, please? I, I should have been there, but I was on holiday, and I did send my apologies. So. Uh, well, I, I'm sure that the, the issue isn't for me. The issue is sending a substitute, because the town council has missed out on some interesting information that might have informed some of your debates tonight. Yeah, that's what I've said to this council, all of you. When you're making a point, Councillor Dawson has said it now, you should always have reserves, and you won't listen to me. Anyway, completely separate and independently, 
Lynn and I have put a motion to Cheshire Western Chester. Uh, yes, we have. Um, one, one of the things that we've uh, spoken about on many occasions, including uh, in, in this forum, both whilst we were on FTC and before, was how our community might respond to uh, controversial planning applications. <coughs> now, it's been very interesting tonight to follow um, you know, some, some of the debate around the table because there are provisions within the Local Government Act for communities like Frodgham uh, and anywhere that has a parished area and indeed any area uh, that comes under the, uh, the bailiwick of uh, Cheshire West and Chester to convene uh, its local community to act or uh, to consider any element of uh, service or revenue spend or things that impact upon it on a well-being front. Now, I think we've, uh, for those of you that follow um, um, the blog that uh, Andrew writes and, and writes uh, consistently, uh, you know, we are very, very keen to see when there are, um, you know, controversial applications coming forward that the town has an opportunity, all our residents have the opportunity, you know, both to, to, to find out more, to be fully informed uh, about issues that are coming forward, so that hopefully, you know, people can become, uh, you know, more actively involved in the democratic debate. This is now, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with not actually being able to tell you uh, what, what that is, we feel that now is the appropriate time for us to be triggering um, parish polls, well, there's, there's two distinctions to draw here. We, we know there is one controversial planning application in front of Cheshire West at the moment, and that's for the extraction of coal bed methane at a site just north of the boat museum. Now, because the Ellesmere Port is unparished, if you are to convene a poll for that area, a local referendum, the power to do so lies with Cheshire West and Chester. Cheshire West and Chester have the power to call a borough-wide referendum on any matter they wish to hold it on, providing it's relevant to the council services. They can also define the area in which the local referendum can take place. So our motion to Cheshire West and Chester, and we are inviting the Labour Party to join <coughs> with us, is to convene local referendums in the appropriate places to deal with controversial planning applications which are probably on the stocks. Now, in relation to that, it's important that the local referendum is held, or held, plural two of them at least, is held before, for example, any controversial planning application itself is determined. Now, if Cheshire West refuse to hold that referendum, or, or more than one referendum, the power, you, you have the power anyway under that ancient piece of legislation you referred to earlier tonight, uh, Gemma, yeah. uh, the Local Government Act 1972, Schedule 12, uh, a parish meeting can convene a parish poll, and that requires uh, the District Council, Cheshire West in this case, to get on and hold it. And the time frame is actually very, very tight. I think from memory it's between four and six weeks after that parish meeting. So you can see that the ability to say, do you know what, we want everybody in Frodsham to take part in the particular debate is there. And it follows, you see, we are going to be writing to all the key participants saying we want an open, informed, democratic debate that ensures everybody is fully informed and they can then participate in the poll. Now, we heard earlier tonight some debate about decisions being taken by the Secretary of State. The reason why I think local referendums and parish polls are so important is if you have a democratically held equivalent referendum it makes the decision for whoever's got that decision, whether it's Cheshire West, the planning inspector, or the Secretary of State, all that more difficult. 
think yourself self back to that wind farm. I was driven insane with what the planning inspector wrote. He found substantial support for that wind farm, and we knew on the doorstep that was not the case. But if you had a fully democratically held local referendum or parish poll, the results would be very, very clear. You'd see from the turnout how many people cared, and you'd see from the result exactly what the locals thought. You could no longer have a situation where an inspector or somebody else might decide to find substantial support when the reality was perhaps something different. I think the problem with the local referendum, though, is the sheer cost of it. I think we've been given an estimate of around £10,000. Well, it can't be any more expensive than convening uh, four um, parish by-elections. Uh, by yeah. And, and the parish poll isn't held through the full election hours. It's only held, from, I think, from memory, four o'clock at night to, to nine. So it's very much more concentrated. There's no poll cards that go out. It would all be about people campaigning <coughs> and going out there. Mm. But the other thing to bear in mind, if you remember back uh, when we had a debate on fracking at Helsby High School, I asked Tom Crotty of Ineos a very direct question. And that question was, would you, for example, frack in this area if the people opposed to it? His answer at that time was no. But this is about that very tangible demonstration. I think, you know, the, the, the purpose behind, um, you know, sort of taking this, this particular stance, and yes, there is a cost associated with it, but I think, you know, the vast majority of people we've heard, we've heard around the table tonight, I think the vast majority of people would actually welcome one that opportunity and consider that it was, you know, potentially a very, very well, uh, a well, good value for money in the area. I think it's very important as well that we strengthen the hand of local democracy. We've, we've heard about uh, that in your debate tonight. Because, you know, let's, let's think about the consequences. Uh, you know, we all, we all sit here, we all look out on the industry that sort of arrived on our doorstep, that, you know, people who've lived here for hundreds of, of years have never ever had a say as to what, what arrives on, on that particular vista. Uh, it's largely been imposed upon us, and here is our opportunity to really uh, sort of try and encourage, you know, we can't actually sort of force, force this issue, but we can encourage those that would come and develop, you know, to take this community very seriously. You know, we were rolled on so many occasions, particularly on, you know, in recent history with the wind farm, you know, they just rolled over us. They used the regulatory purpose for their purposes and, you know, largely ignored the views, the wishes, the conditions that local people wanted to see in, uh, you know, put in place. And, and this is an opportunity, yes, with a cost associated with it, where we can actually, you know, make it very clear to um, would-be developers you know, what the locals actually think. I have asked Democratic Services at Cheshire West to provide me with more detailed information on holding a local referendum. I mean, we, we have pushed this since 2015 because obviously you'll be aware that Cheshire West and Chester is preparing its local plan part two. Um, we have consistently argued that this is a key requirement of, um, you know, future policy. Uh, unfortunately, again, we've uh, you know we've we've not found a receptive audience at Cheshire West and Chester. We uh, we argued against the supplementary planning document for unconventional oil and gas in that it didn't bring the protections that we wanted to see for our community. It didn't compel 
developers to take us seriously and you know come come and convince us that you know what they were proposing is actually you know in in our best interest so i think unless we are prepared to stand up and uh, bear our teeth you know we can expect well let's get value for money out of any parish poll that we might trigger because there's at least one other item we might want to trigger it over and that might be the provision of our parking and uh, even charges uh, for short-stay parking. I wouldn't like to see you lead on parking or anything if the podcast that I watched from that strategic meeting last week was abysmal. Fortune's voice was met by somebody from Northwich who couldn't pull, and I've known the lady for a long time, she was out of her depth. The whole meeting was disgusting from your side of the, of the point of view, and to make such a party political broadcast at the end of it did Frotsham people no good at all. And I don't want to see us being represented in that manner ever again. And if you're saying about spending money on polls, then I'm sure, Councillor Dawson, you'll find a way to fund it. Because I think we've already had a very relevant poll of the people of Frodsham and Helsby, and I don't want to spend another £10,000 finding the same answer that's already been found. I, I don't want to put arguments in the hands of those who might disagree with what that poll achieved. But let me tell you this, it'll be far harder for those who wish to bring those sorts of developments to argue against a democratically held referendum held under the auspices of the returning officer of Cheshire West and Chester than it is to respond to a poll that's been run by people with a particular view to bring forward. You just think about it for a moment. You've got a democratic poll that's held or you've got a, an opinion poll or an opinion survey that's been done in a particular way. It's fairly obvious which one is easier to deal with and argue against. I think it would be very difficult, Councillor Dawson, to argue with the passion that was given by the people that run that poll in Helsby and Frodsham. I think the, you would only get the same answer multiplied if they were actually having something to say about it. And well, in, in which case, surely everybody would agree that this is a good thing to do. Well, I'm not saying it's a good thing to do because I think we've already done it and I'm not prepared to spend more of this councillor's money on it. Well, fortunately, the decision will be for, for the parish meeting if the parish meeting is held. It's their decision, not this council's decision in relation well, uh, to that Well, that's fine. Whoever calls that meeting then will chair it and they will have the argument put it, to it, it and from it. It's why, one of the reasons why I wanted the SDP, the, the, the planning document, to actually say that it should be for the developer to pick up these costs. Well, I'm happy to wait and see what Cheshire West come back to me with on the details of the referendum. There is a working group going on there, yeah. and these, this idea is described by one of the very senior Cheshire West officers as one of the most exciting things that particular officer yeah. has ever seen in terms of revitalising democracy. I have concerns about the sheer cost of the local referendum, but I can see that um, it ha it's stronger evidence than the representative poll if it's every single person that has a vote in the borough is asked yes. to have their say on it because there were people that were a bit miffed that they didn't get a chance yes. to participate. But it comes down to sheer cost and I think we need to know the details and we'd have to think long and hard about what we held a referendum on. Well, I, 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 I
Yeah. Which is why, ideally, we want Cheshire West to pass the motion we put forward, because in which case the cost will be picked up by Cheshire West. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's our plan A. We yeah. want Cheshire West to pick up the cost. Okay. Or the development. So, are you going to talk to us about the electoral review? Uh, well, the Boundary uh, Commission has put out its uh, its, its draft proposals. Yeah. Uh, you will have seen those, I'm sure. Mm, uh, Cheshire yeah. West will have um, made made you aware of that. Uh, yeah, we're just tinkering with sort of Overton bit of our boundary, aren't we? Well, it's but making your boundary the Cheshire West boundary. Yeah. That's all. It's, it's not affecting us. It's more affecting you. Well, it's just making the two boundaries the same again. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I mean, it's it's for this council to look at those proposals, make mm -hmm. any any comments. They do have to be. Uh, it just has a bigger impact on the likes of Kingsley and Sutton Weaver, doesn't it? It would appear to, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, this this is all about making sure that there is as as much equality yeah. of democratic representation as uh, as as possible. So it's about sort of e evening up. Um, yeah representation for everybody really yeah. so if you're in support of it you know you just yeah. need to uh, write in with uh, with any comments that you might have or any suggestions or yeah. make, make minor tweaks at this point the, the, the local plan working group has probably reached the end of its life um, in that the final recommendations will be going to be made to Cheshire West cabinet I think in November that stresses the importance of um, having a very strong neighbourhood plan right at the last minute the idea of having a separate waste site allocated down Mill Lane uh, didn't make it through the final cut so if that's something that we would like to see the neighbourhood plan is perhaps the place to make sure it's revisited mm. yeah. okay then uh, have you got anything else you want to raise with us uh, some, some little comments around uh, air quality we've made fairly strong representation through that uh, through that process for strong, stronger um, regulation around um, air quality where we're, we're unfortunately not you know sort of win, winning the argument through the plan process but Cheshire Western Chester has just issued its uh, um, draft consultation on the low emission strategy which air quality does sort of feature in that so there's a little bit of a uh, sort of a mi mismatch that needs sort of tidying up and we're hoping that the consultation will yeah. uh, will will do that. There's also reference in the low emission strategy about the tree strategy, which is also still out of consultation, so you've got till the 29th to respond yeah. to that. I, I, can I just make a suggestion to you? One of the things that might be helpful if you develop a low carbon strategy, that you actually want to take this town low carbon, you think of the implications that might have, that might also strengthen various hands. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, the other item on 19, agenda item 99, Council Carlton is going to give us feedback on. Council Shaw, um, Kate talked to the meeting, last yeah. meeting. As you all know, a request of what was happening down at Saltworth Fields and other areas, and I thought the, the Mayor brought up the um, problem of the trees lining roadways, and since that we've um, had a meeting here in Frodsham, a walkabout meeting, which I would like to thank Councillor Shaw because she was introduced to things that she didn't even know what was happening here in Frodsham. And I've now got a, and I'm not going to read it all out guys, I've got a 14 page email here. Um, it updates on everything. But just to let you know in your own wards, 
There's quite a lot of potholes, as you know. She has now received the uh, complaints from Fountain Lane, Park Lane, Princeway, Ashton Drive, and Ship Street. And those are now being assessed and put on the front burner. We've also got meetings, she's organised, that the new people... I think the, a lot of this problem was the fact that there are new people that have taken new roles at Cheshire West and Chester on the officers' side. Hazel's had an invitation from Mark Brazel, and that's been done when they've both come in. Um, we're going to have... We had um, a ward councillors' meeting at my house, Councillor Pennington, uh, Councillor Michelle Parker, uh, myself and... Uh, Paul, and it's agreed that with the help of Cheshire West and Chester and Councillor Shaw, and with the hopefully help of this council, we're going to have an impact day in the spring that everybody or anybody that would want to use saltwork fields in future would come down and we're having it spearheaded by Councillor Paul Martin because we're going to try and get groups because we've been told many times by people Cheshire West and Chester weren't interested. Well, the chair and I can tell you, by the end of the visit, Councillor Rushaw was calling Saltwork Fields could be an asset. So I think we've come a long way. There is a still a lot to be done, but we have now got um, signage on uh, Saltwork Fields with the deep water. All the hedges have been cut so that antisocial behaviour can be seen, and Neil can report on that. And I must say, because um, Councillor Pennington and I get this all the time, people ringing us, telling us what's happening on saltwork fields, there's a fire, there's this, there's that and the other. Well, that's been cut down drastically. We've still a long way to go in trying to get in a path from uh, Weavervale Primary School to the car park that makes it safer. But all in all, I'll summarise this, get it sent to the town clerk to summarise to you. But she has been more than helpful. Um, you know, she said if she knew one half of the problems that might have been reported in the past but not got to her, this would have been acted on before. So I think it was good for us to call her in. And I think if we've got problems in the past, in the future, with, every, with another area of Cheshire West and Chester, we should do the same. And I think that one of the next, and she um, actually recommends the next person we should invite is the new MP to Crodsham to come and see what he has to say about where he is now living, because he is now in residence opposite the Methodist Church. So I think I can only report on good things. Okay, thanks for that, Mum. Um, I'm conscious of the time now. We've got about a quarter of an hour left to get through the remaining business. So, agenda item 100, which again I think will be in the council department. Yeah, um, I was, um, as I've just stated to our councillors, I was appalled at the presentation that was given uh, by Cheshire West and Chester councillors that represent us. But on a broader thing, the whole of the Tory group that went through really didn't do themselves any favours. Um, I have written, um, thanks to, again, Councillor Karen Shaw, specifically about parking spaces in front of businesses. And it's gone to the now the officer, Vanessa Griffiths, and together with um, the paperwork that I've got from businesses, 
that will go into their next meeting to be considered. And I will honestly say, you know, not a leave it with me and the paper was put down. I've been given the officers who are directly involved in the process of putting it up before council, before cabinet, to be agreed. So, fingers crossed. Can I just mention then on, on anything to do with parking? I think any changes that Cheshire West decide to implement in Frodham, I think as a council we should be involved in that. I think that's very true and the one thing that um, didn't come across at all tonight, my thing is I want a level playing field. I don't want Northwich or Winsford saying we've got special reasons why we shouldn't have any uh, parking charges and Frodham have to pay because as we all know Frodham pays a higher precept than those councils and we get less for our money. So it's about time we stood firm and said, listen, on the car parking consultation that I did, there was a lot of people that said they didn't mind a certain charge for a certain time at certain times. But what we've got to do is, is make sure the borough is treated on a level playing field and everybody is treated the same. So what is the feedback that's going to be given to Mr White after presented tonight? Um, because um, I actually thought he came up with some very good points. Well the feedback is that there is uh, an application for two disabled parking bays to be put in front of um, Frodham District Access. And do we know what type of time scale it is? We don't know when the next meeting is unfortunately. The strategy is still open to um, consideration. So basically Frodham Town Council is supporting uh, the, 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 uh, Mr White in, in the fact that the two disabled parking bays are there? Well, this, uh, Councillor Reynolds, there's two bays there that's been asked for, and there's been a 20-minute bay asked for outside the newspaper shop and the post office and Four Seasons Chipping. And I think they have relevant 20 minutes. You're not going to be in a chippy longer than 20 minutes unless you're getting a long order. Um, so this has been done because constituents of mine have approached me and people that it affects have approached me. Yeah. So at this moment in time, um, Councillor Reynolds, I can answer to you. I'd love to say it's gone from Frodham Town Council, but at the moment it's only gone with my um, wishes because of what I've had constituency concerns. We've also, Chair, we've got to think of the, the people who um, controls the shops. Mm. Because, um, as you know, if you're going to allow, if we're going to allow two parking spaces for the disabled, which I'm not against, I'm all for it, but you're going to lose two cars. Because think on, they don't load from the back in those, they load from the side. So you've got to have sufficient space to, to do it. Okay then, well, we'll, we'll see what Trisha wants to come back with on that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, the, the side, excuse me, we, we have put in for some rear loading wheelchair accessible vehicles. That was last month at the taxi forum. And we have to wait till November to see if it's passed uh, so they can become rear loadings of hackneys. If not, we're allowed to use them with private hires, really. Will we be writing to Cheshire West regarding the potential car parking charges?
and you know, saying that we won't be supporting them and potentially more wider information. The webcast of the meeting that Councillor Colton referred to was long of the webcasts are very nice meetings. The intention of Councillor Shaw, who holds the portfolio for was to talk to each town and village in the borough individually about their proposals for parking. So I think we will get an opportunity to talk to Cheshire West. Well, well I think we should all, that, you know, write that to it to ensure sure that we do, yeah. yeah. Through the, the town council. Right. Okay. Right, if we move on then to agenda item 101, um, child annual meeting. Yeah, I'd like to attend that. Uh, we're all free to attend. Any councillor can attend it. Um, we. I'd like, to, I'd like to attend as a representative of Frodsham Town Council there, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manny and I are the regular attendees at Chalk, and um, Frank was going to come with us. Yes. But if anybody else wants to come along, they can. More than welcome. Yeah. Well, can you tell the chair, where, where is that and what time of day? Middle Wage. Middle Wage. Middle Wage. 6.30. 6.30. First seven o'clock. And it's about well, nineteenth of October. It's an evening meeting. There's white on bread butter. <laughs> 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 so we've got three definite attendees, and yeah. Councillor Reynolds wants to attend as well. Yes, sir. Okay. Anything else? Just we need to let them know the papers. You've got the two <laughs> Councillor Reynolds, you were never barred from any committee. Oh, yes, I was. No, no, you were not. No, no, this, no, this, no, time, you no. this time a year ago, I got back mouth behind me back, didn't I? No progress, Chair. Only a few minutes left. Agenda item 102 is Bush Shelter Challenge, um, and it was to discuss the idea of the competition and to agree to this uh, working group being set up by Mr Scott. Yes, I'd like to be on that too. I think it's an excellent idea, and I think it'll give a, a, a lovely bit of colour and a bit of verve to Frodsham. I well, think it's a brilliant idea. I, th I think the only thing I would say on this, that most of the bus shelters, certainly all the ones in the town centre, belong to Cheshire West and Chester. We're not talking about that, we're just talking about the Frodsham Town Council this time, aren't we? Well, we've only got five bus shelters and they're yeah. not in the town centre. I think that what... Yes, I'm all in favour of the meeting going ahead. I think the meeting should focus on the Cheshire West and Chester bush shelters, and then when we see what's been decided by Cheshire West on their bush shelters, we can then make a decision whether we join. But no, show it's the other way around because we've got more control over our bush shelters, and show that we should be then inviting in Cheshire West and Chester because I've I've got mixed signals uh, on, on this from from what I heard on the podcast, and um, and you know, and, and I'm looking forward to being. Uh, on, on, this meet, on, on this committee with, with the working group okay. with Mrs. Scott. Okay. Um, Clark wants to speak. Yeah, we would need to seek permission from Cheshire West and Chester anyway, even if we were to agree to use our bus shelters for the challenge. And we've already been informed by Cheshire West and Chester in writing that there are health and safety concerns, and that's why the yeah. working group's been established. But it wouldn't just be discussing Fletcher Town Council bus shelters, it would be discussing all the bus shelters oh, around the town. Yeah. I'd just like to remind Council we have got a proposal that we exchange assets from Fletcher Town Council to Cheshire West on Chester on all our bus shelters. Yes. Yeah. Can so, I ask how many bus shelters there are in total? Yeah. How many quick ones? Yeah. I've no idea. 
We know there's five frontal ones. But none of ours are in the town centre. But it's it, right. I, I, I mean, I'd like to. I think, I think that's a fundamental question because I think that's the impact we have on the town. So, yeah. I think Mr. White, when he, if we can have this meeting, he'll be able to confirm how many there are. Or I'm happy yeah. to drive around and count them. Well, I think can I just say this is what the purpose of the working group is because it's a joint working group with Cheshire West officers from Highways and. Uh, Mr. White, White, and, sorry, and the PCSO, um, and, the PCSO and people from Fudging Town Council. Councillor Reynolds has volunteered to go on it. Is there anybody else who'd like to go on it? When, when is it going to be? I think to I put in my in my thing. I think you put it for the week during the day. The ninth, well, for the quack people, it will have to be during the day. But hopefully, by the time we've got a core of information from them. We can then have meetings in all suits. Anybody else who wishes to, or has work commitments, maybe? If we circulate details of when the meeting's organised, then anyone that's available that wants to could join in. But Councillor Reynolds would be our representative. Okay. Everybody happy with that? Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ruth. Okay. Um, agenda item 103, Chair's report. The only thing I've got to report is, and you probably all know by now, that we're, there will be a by-election for Overton Five Crosses Ward. We have two candidates, uh, Ross Simpson and Adam Wordsworth, who one of them lives in Frodsham, one lives in Kingsley. Um, so the election will be on the 19th of October. And we decided at PMP that, as usually happens with by-elections, we don't produce poll cards. The election is going to cost about £5,000, and the poll card would have been another 500 so that's all I've got to report. Alan? Uh, I'll keep it very, very brief. I've not done any written report. Lorraine and I have been uh, out and about. Um, we've represented Frodium away from Frodium in Blackfield, for instance. We took part in a, in a charity walk there, also supporting a fellow councillor um, who is involved in the charity that was involved there. Uh, we've got the chance to walk on the Golden Mile on Saturday afternoon with no traffic, which was quite nice. Uh, we've been to Winsford, we went to the Salt Fair. Uh, we went there two days on the Friday. Luckily I was off work, so we went on the Friday and on the Sunday. And I think we've just had the busiest weekend that we've had up to now in that we, uh, we were at the Arts Centre on the Friday evening, the fire station on the day, on the Saturday, and a couple of events on the Sunday as well. So keeping ourselves busy. Um, I do a little mares out and about, which goes on to our, our website. So if anybody wants to read a little bit more, uh, you're quite happy to go on and have a look. But uh, I'm not producing any other report that we might have to throw Hazel, Dark's report. No, I haven't got anything. So, okay, day to next meeting, Monday the 27th of November. Mm -hmm. That's just that one. Mm -hmm. Thank you everyone.